We are recording. Finally. <laughs> After a lot of, hey, what about this? What? This is the most unenthusiastic start to a podcast. <laughs> this is cut out of our start. <laughs> so let's start it again. Hey! Hello. Hello. Hello there you go. I'm trying to That's get excited. like it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> It's been uh, yeah, it's been a long day for our for our listeners and our viewers. We we're trying different technical solutions, and um, we were doing it up until the start of of the podcast, which we're streaming live as well as you guys know by now. Um, and it's it's kind of been um, <laughs> weird, <laughs> uh, say the uh, least. Yeah, a lot yeah. of port forwardings. Yeah, exactly. A lot of <laughs> port forwardings. A lot of networks uh, here and there. A lot of stuff going going on, but um, yeah, we'll keep trying to make it make it happen. I, it's it's like I want to make that thing happen. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it works one way. So yeah, uh, but anyway, how are you, Juicy? How's how's the week? How's everything going? Uh, yeah, what day is it? Basically, <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I I feel right now. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, it's really cool. Um, pretty good week. And it's been a super great start of the week. That's great. That's Taking great. Taking a lot of team fight tactics, and I'm back in platform two. I mean, platinum two. Ah, oh, that's very nice. Yeah, that's uh, that's I'm quite happy. an achievement. Yeah, it is. I am happy. <laughs> and um, this week, you wanted to talk about something special, or yeah. something special. Uh, it's always special. Every every week, special. Yeah. Uh, I thought that we could take a, kind of a technical deep dive into physics and how physics work in game engines and uh, games in general. Yeah, I um, yeah. I, I like that. Um, and also, um, it it would be nice to talk. I just I, while we were doing with the and and um, <laughs> battling with technical issues, <laughs> I was I was thinking about um, um, you know um, this. Um, thing of what can physics contribute to a game as well not only like should you use it is it always something that you should use does it yeah yeah so as a philosophical question yeah it's i mean it's like we we've talked about during during our episodes we, we've talked about the different tools that you have to your um uh to your disposal right and physics is one of them as well it's like in some cases, you know, there are puzzle games that use physics to enhance the puz puzzle experience and and yeah. and gamer gaming experience and stuff like that. So, but it's not always um, right to use physics. I mean, in in fact, mo many games don't use physics because it doesn't and contribute many to games the gameplay. Fake it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's um i would say uh, that that question i want to bring up as well and see what your insight is when should you use it when should you not use it and so on yeah but sure. for now the, the stage is yours uh so Oof. go ahead <laughs> all right so uh, the first thing i want to mention is that the uh, the physics in games is basically simplified version of reality right every time you do stuff you have these these forces uh, yes people uh, things that you learned in school that are coming back. <laughs> Physics uh, is, a, is a real deal. <laughs> Gravity is a real deal. Deal with it. <laughs> and especially in, in games. Uh, so there's a lot of simplified gravity. Uh, I mean, I know that there are a lot of shooter games that use um, these super high gra gravity 
uh, values just first of all just to make the 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 compiler do some really cool stuff but also to heighten the the actual gameplay uh, i know the sniper we, we talked about this in in the battlefield uh where you shoot the sniper you see the the bullets curve uh, and drop actually way faster than it should because uh, you want the the player to feel like hey gravity is some actually a deal here uh, but in in reality when you shoot uh, the range that you are at in the game the the bullet wouldn't have curved that much yeah so that's basically that's one of the gameplay aspects of using fake fake physics value sorry but also whenever you pl whenever you do uh, have these fighter games or any other kind of physics simulation you have these separate worlds actually whenever you're you you or create your own uh have these you have the regular objects that that are vis visible for you uh, and then you have the physical objects the physical aspects of these objects uh which are basically simplified versions of uh of the the volumes so think for instance you have these spaceships and or, or an airplane or whatever uh, they are kind of too black right uh, depending of course of the of the faction uh, the play that you the, the game that you play but uh, think in terms of like an airplane you have these tubes right so whenever you shoot a missile uh, towards that you could actually approximate the volume of the of the airplane with these like or capsule like uh, volumes to make the math way more efficient but also uh speed up the 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 calculations in terms of processing power yeah uh and i say that there are two separate worlds is that the physical aspects of the uh of your game object it's just one way to represent the the object right so the you make it has a position it has a the, the only thing that it actually has is a visual representation in the world that you physically see when you play the game but whenever you use the component physical uh, realm you have these rigid body uh, kind of dynamics in uh, uh, separate calculations that, that are run uh, either most of the time on the GPU but they're also they have these whole ecosystems run around them uh, because in every frame that is run in the physics world it first of all the the the, the frequency of the physics world uh, update in the physics realm isn't as frequent as the visual one because use physics can get away with it a lot because you can always backtrack and see how far in did i did my bullet traverse within this volume right and then you can calculate the force uh, that it would have penetrated the the volume and then you just backtrack it and uh, add this force to to the object whereas in the the visual aspect of the of the uh really need to show the the player that hey this is exactly when it hits the volume so now you have to 
visually stuff. Uh, I feel like I just ramble a lot there, but just take a, take into consideration that there are two different kinds of calculations going on: one for the physics, and one for the actual visual representations of the uh, of the objects. Yeah. Now this is actually really important because whenever you have these objects that are static you can remove them entirely from the calculation basically well not entirely but uh, you remove a lot of calculation on the actual force applied to those static objects because since they're static they they're not gonna move so you can just have these constant arrays if you if you th think in terms of uh, programming you have this chunk of memory where you know that if this bullet isn't even close to anything in this i don't even have to look at the the whole uh, array of information right yeah whereas if you if you do if you have something dynamic then you need to in every instance in every tick of the physics world you need to ask the physics simulation does my bullet hit this object yeah yeah. For instance, if the, if it is a door, or if it's a window, or if it's a if it's a wall that you can destroy, like in Battlefield, uh, shoot stuff at the wall and it really make it explode, right? Uh, you need to really ask the simulation in every frame: Is this something that's going to happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having two different sets of rigid bodies, ones that are static and ones that are dynamic. Uh, Basically separates a lot of calculation, and I want to deep. I want to dive into some of the uh, some of the algorithms going on here and the, some of the real cool stuff. Uh, but we can take that later on. Yeah. I just want to like get everyone here on the on the same level, and especially whenever uh, I say rigid body, that's basically physics body, right? Yeah. Yeah, and just make sure that we separate throughout this discussion uh, the physics world from the re representation visually of that physics object. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a uh, that's that's like you said, it's a uh, it's an important distinction to make because they are two separate things, basically. Um, yeah. Um, the physics the physics engine kind of lives in parallel with the graphics uh, with the graphics engine. Uh, yeah. although the graphics engine does need to, like you said, it does need to ask the physics engine all the time for it to know what to display, right? So, so, so it needs to get feedback from the, from the physics engine all, all the time. And that's yeah. why, I mean, physics are expensive because you have to do this and to do this in a correct way. Battlefield is a great example of this, actually. I'm, I'm, um, glad you brought it up, but <clears throat> I guess you can't really talk about physics in games without bringing up battlefield because they they have been very big since um they they've uh, um i basically since bad company 2 i guess when everything was the destructible object so yeah. you could basically destroy everything in the game um, which was also kind of a fake if you go back now and look at it <laughs> yeah 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 it is i mean you can you can definitely see that stuff do break in the same way all the time I can't yeah. remember really. There was um, there was a game um, that came uh, not too far after that because physics in games was very very big. 
and they were showing off like they had this um i think it was a wooden board or something and they were showing off um how it would break differently every time it would run the simulation so you would do something with the board knock it or knife it or whatever it was and it would break in a different way every time because it was actually doing a, a real physics calculation um which was uh, pretty fun and those things can really add to a game um but they don't have to um so yeah but as i said battlefield there there i don't know of any other like big games that are using physics to the same extent to be honest oh, cod call of duty does this a lot is call of duty actually using physics yeah yeah okay they're just not they're just not using bullet physics or what do you mean uh, the physics engine bullet or no no i'm i'm i just mean like um for example um battlefield you have the drop off the bullet drop off right the gravity affecting the bullet so oh yeah, you... yeah, yeah. but i don't know if you have it in in call of duty to be honest um now of course they need they need to have a physics engine in order to like uh, ask the game system or for the 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 physics simulation does this bullet intersect this character or does this uh bullet or whatever bomb the forces that are applied on the grenade they can destroy stuff yeah uh, how far off is the dam all of that is calculated with it, with the uh, with the physics and sin uh, the physics engine that they use yeah now, i'm not really I don't exactly know what kind of engine they use for it. They have their own game engine, right? Probably, yeah. Yeah. can't remember the name of it. Um, and I guess that they use the physics... What if it... Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, uh, they use a lot of it anyway. Yeah. Well, I, I was quite surprised when you said that because I, I never thought of Call of Duty as a as a game that uses physics, to be honest. I mean, um, not like uh, not to the same extent as, as Battlefield does. Maybe it doesn't, but I, I wouldn't know. I, I haven't played a Call of Duty game in a very long time. So well, prob- uh, imagine this, uh, having a character just jump. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, right? yeah. The characters themselves, you can you can actually jump with the with the character. So just that. In and of itself is a physics a physics thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, also, the, the whenever you die, you you get these ragdoll effects, right? So so the character kind of looks as if he really died. Yeah. Uh, in a physics based manner, it's not just an animation. It's also depending on the environment. Um, so if you if you got shot from behind, right, and you you fall forward. The, the character is leaning on the uh, on a s- s- small wall or a box or a crate or whatever uh, you can actually see them fall in a physics based manner yeah yeah that's true that's true so they do i mean they do simulate gravity and collisions in 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 a way anyway even if i mean it, let's let's put it this way it can be to different extent as well right yeah of course i so, mean you can so, go deep with having a real deep physics system or you can just have it uh look up is this thing just intersecting this thing exactly and, yeah exactly that's what i mean i mean it can be can be an, an easy uh uh like reflection thing let's let's say um where where you you see which 
which vector would result from this from you bumping this thing at this speed uh and you would fly this way or that way um yeah exactly yeah so so um <clears throat> yeah because I, I i have a very i have to say I, for me i have a very easy time of going into this battlefield thing thing where you simulate it to such extent where you know everything is destructible and everything is this way and that way so it, it just uh, but you are of course right i mean just something jumping is physics um yeah yeah unless uh it is faked right yeah because you could you can have the, you can have, just have a script say that hey if you're above ground uh just less uh, remove this amount of velocity i mean uh if you look at super mario the 8 bits the the previous the first one uh it's pretty obvious that they didn't have real physics there right <laughs> yeah but you could jump and that is one of the things that they used they 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 faked physics with some calculations there depending on how how high you were they just added a bit of force right to your character or rather they added uh speed or momentum to your character yeah yeah so although it wasn't really a physics uh engine that they used they used physics calculations uh equations rather to make these jumps iconic and one of the cool things is that they fake it right because if you if you just look at the how the how mario is jumping you can see that whenever you run and jump the gravity on your character is like tripled i think it, it is tripled when you go the other way around so whenever you fall from uh, from that jump from the apex of your of your of your jump uh ground that gravity on the second half of the jump is like triple the, the first one yeah which is kind of funny but it gives the mario character the, his iconic jump yeah yeah and it's a it also creates kind of a trademark right it, it, creates, yeah, it is i mean yeah it is uh it is a real cool thing and it, there's a lot of math going on in the background if you go into it if you go into details uh but the gist of it is they use physics calculations right yeah i mean to some you can you can say that even if they fake it there's still some type of physics in there uh even if it's fake physics there there is yeah. some you know gravity concept that you have to go you, you know you go up and you fall down and all, all those things so i mean while it's not um applied to the real world it's applied to their world so exactly i mean it's <laughs> for let's let's put it this way for mario if mario was a living conscious being in his world the the physics there would be as real as they are for us it's just that yeah. different rules apply basically exactly. so yeah um uh one of the cool things with gravity is that it is now in our in our world world you have gravity as some kind of a uh, you all you all know that it's 9.82 and it's always 9.82 it's not really something that goes up significantly it does it's not something that goes down significantly of course if you're in space there's something else going on uh, but whenever you play do a game you can play around with those values right and one of the cool things is there there are some really inventive way really intuitive ways 
to do that mechanic. There mm. are games that literally, whenever you jump, they flip the gravity. So it's not really the character that jumps; it's the it's the whole world that rotates, basically. Yeah. Uh, or not really rotates, but goes up and down. Uh, and the, I've seen some real cool implementations of it. Uh, I saw some ninja game back in the days where uh, mobile games were not really that big. Uh, it is really cool. The The game was speeding up. It was basically an endless runner. Uh, and the further along you went, the faster the game went, right? And you had to basically jump over uh, or watch out for stuff that could come in in your way. Uh, and the cool mechanic was the only thing they could do was basically just jump or flip the gravity, basically. Mm -hmm. So the character uh, basically jumping from low to high, from low to low, from high to low, etc. Uh, and you've seen that in many games, right? You can you can have these uh, endless runners. What is it called? Subway surfers going from left to right, yeah. right? It's yeah. basically the same concept. Instead of going left, right, you had this uh, going up and down. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was that gave me as a player some really cool feeling, like I was a real ninja, right? Mm -hmm. uh, even though it was really uh, cartoony and childish in its uh, in its visual aspects, it was really cool because it gave it gave me the opportunity to become a real ninja. Yeah, yeah, true. That was really just flipping the uh, the gravity up and down, right? Yeah. Um, but there's also a lot of other stuff you could do with with one of the coolest uh, mechanics that I've ever is the mechanics of having no friction at all. So you can whenever you run, you you basically lose control of the character, and it just straight goes around uh goes straight forward until he hits a wall and there's there have been a lot of puzzles regarding this uh with these you know uh, run around in a straight line you're supposed to get to from point a to point b yeah um or you need to like run into boxes and make the boxes uh go from one place to another uh, and the concept of friction is also something that's really cool in in terms but it's really underutilized I've seen very little of it. Most of the time, it's just an annoying thing because the characters, <laughs> <laughs> the characters basically just become slower, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So whenever you push a box, you do it really slowly, which is an annoying thing in the in, like in, uh, in the long run. Of course, in small bursts, uh, it gives you the feeling that this is a heavy object, right? Although in the physics world, uh, world or in that world, that could basically just be one, uh, just one instant, one tick in the physics simulation, uh, without actual physics-based calculations, it's just like move this character or move this uh, box and this character with half the width, yeah. uh, half the length that he was actually supposed to. Uh, walk. So it's it's a really it's just an if statement basically. Yeah. And I've used it a lot myself. Uh, although it is way way cooler if you use it in if you do it in the animation part. 
Now you, I've said the you've had two worlds, right? The visual aspect and also the uh, the physics aspect. Yep. But there's also a third one. Uh, third one is basically you could you could say that it's tied in the visual aspect, but it's more in the somewhere in in between because the physics simulation needs to ask the animation system of uh, bone structure or bone placement rather so if you have a character that character needs to be uh, both present in the physics world in terms of these tubes that I was talking about previously um, having velocity having rotation having momentum etc uh, but it also needs to be a, in the visual aspect of the game uh, through the animation system uh, where every bone has an impact of the character's movement, right? Yeah, yeah. And also the, uh, the impact of the actual movement. So this is what, what is called root motion in an animation. Whenever you have an animation that is not in place, I mean, you can have a running animation, just the loop uh, running left, right, but in place. But you can also have an animation that really explicitly tells the, the engine, this is how far each step is. Yeah. Right? So yeah. you can apply forces and velocities and stuff to it. Oh, exactly. Uh, and the physics, physics aspect of the game, the game engine needs to ask uh, the animation system, hey, where is this bone right now? Right? Yeah. So uh, that's also that is there are also calculations around that that you can do either in the physics world or the animation world or just using scripts, right? Say, hey, uh, now this character is in a push box state. Uh, set the velocity to uh, five. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So so there's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of uh, architecture, I would say, in, in how would you tackle the problem? Because you could do it in a lot of different ways. And there are pros and cons with everyone. Artists will probably do the animation thing. Physics uh, or mathematicians would probably do it uh, in the physics simulation. And coders would probably just do an if statement if you're in this. Uh, and mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's uh, that's I guess that's the the most simple way of doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But as you as you said, I mean, I think physics is a great tool for for doing things um, in in a smart way, just because there are so many elements to physics. Like you said, you have gravity, of course, and many games utilize gravity. I I, I mean, a lot of. Uh, uh, a, um, puzzle games use gravity to some extent to to you have to solve certain puzzles using you know make this ball go from a to b and and it's maybe gravity based or whatever yeah. uh, i mean they're one of the best or most selling games ever is angry birds right yeah exactly that is basically just having two forces applied one where you drag the uh, the character backwards and charge the character's uh, uh, speed force and yeah. when you reset you just add this force to the character yeah yeah and it's it it's super 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 uh, 
it's a game that was very i don't know if it's still that popular i guess not but it was very very popular just because <clears throat> it's a very simple mechanic right it's something yeah. that you do understand um and because it's that very very what should we say fundamental part of physics um then then it becomes very easy to get into it's not something that requires a tutorial even it's it's just because we talked about tutorials um but it's something that you just you know you can get into immediately there's there's no learning curve required because we all know like if you throw an object it's gonna go into a bow and land somewhere depending on how much force you apply to it so um that's that's a very fundamental thing and it's very easy to understand um but it's this uh, physics toolbox is is very very wide because like you said i mean there are things that i didn't even think about this with friction that you mentioned which is i mean that's a that's a really cool way of of adding a certain mechanic to to the game by using friction in different ways and yeah. there are a lot of different things about physics where you can um where where you can make make stuff uh, a lot of fun i know um you know i i play a game uh which is called kerbal space program uh which is basically build your own rockets and there are a lot of physics applied to that because it's a more of a simulation game than it is a um you know Let's it's a sandbox game basically it's a, yeah they they have a career thing. mode and they do have a sandbox mode as well which is sandbox is what i mostly run just because you get unlimited access to parts and stuff unlimited power <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, and it's very addictive to be honest because yeah. this this thing of uh, building rockets and trying to understand um mechanics and and physics i mean the whole game is basically built on physics right yeah uh which is uh it, it has its kinks um they you need to know certain certain bugs in the game i would say um <laughs> but uh, yeah when you when you blow off blow up at the at the launch pad and you don't understand why uh how to strut your your things people just auto strut them <laughs> Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, give them a cheat code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was, I was in on the forums. I was like, people like, how did I not know about this? <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, the the whole thing um, is quite advanced. You can you can make it as advanced as you want. You can create extremely complicated rockets, go off to space, and then you have to kind of i was studying orbital mechanics charts and, and all that stuff if you want to get into that but it's <laughs> it's for a certain type of person i i would say uh just admit it you just like to play god uh no not, <laughs> not, it's you know it's fun about the the math right because it's yeah. it's a lot of math involved it's an applied um, way of using something that is really abstract and i think many uh now i'm just going a bit off topic here there are a lot of people that have that are, that are struggling with maths right because yeah. of the abstractness of the uh, issue uh, but if you have something that is visually representing your the thing that you're learning then all of a sudden stuff just click right yeah and 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 in this i mean it's very advanced mathematics uh there are certain i know that there are certain plugins or add-ons to the game with like autopilots and stuff that will help you 
understand what's going on and, and such but the game by itself is is as bare bone as possible uh, of course with with the omission of uh, or with the exception of uh, that you do have the parts that you require to build different type of ro di different types of rockets but uh, yeah um i i do love i do love that that game because it's uh, it's highly addictive and uh, it kind of makes you um, read on read up on the maths involved in that stuff it's like oh that's how it works yeah it makes sense this makes sense and then you you kind of apply it and you see it working so that's the satisfaction of it um at least but i mean that's that's um let's let's say uh, uh, together with battlefield that's a prime example of using physics and making your game about physics basically because that's what it does uh it, it makes the entire game about physics actually um, every platformer out there is also about physics right yeah every platformer is about making of gravity in such a way that you can go from point a to point b yeah that's true um uh, like we said with Mario and and then different different other uh, platform games where the whole thing is about uh, going or passing obstacles by the use and understanding of the physics that is going on in that world right that's what makes because the the player does understand these these things that's why they uh, um they can um um how should i say they can complete different challenges basically yeah, they, they can make use of it in the best way in order to yeah um i wanted to ask you yeah. so in uh modern game engines like unity and unreal and stuff how much yeah. how much do you get for free and how much do you have to do yourself in terms of physics um you do get a lot for free i would say you get the gravity computations for free you do get forces for free you do get frictions for free uh, at least in in on, in Unity, I can't really remember the exact uh, same. You have a rigid body system there as well. You do have the the friction, but I'm not really sure exactly how they correspond to each. So that phys the physics engine, uh, I mean Unity, is changing their physics engine from something that they created internally to a third party physics engine, which way more precise, way more performant, and also run in parallel. Uh, and I want to touch on something that we did touch on here. One of the problems with physics in games nowadays is that games are uh, physics-based games, and online isn't really compatible, because there is uh, there has been problems with getting the... What is it called? Uh, deterministic nature of physics simulations on the local computer over the network to another one because mm -hmm. floating points uh, calculations which basically is the only go if you're going physics they are really not deterministic right because yeah. you can have one bit flipped somewhere along the way it's not really exact same output on the on the other end also, whenever you do uh, some two computers, it's not really don't really get the exact simulation unless it is deterministic, right? Because yeah. of frame rates that you can have depending on how 
fast your CPU is at calculating stuff, uh, what the optimizations, etc., are done uh, to that, depending on the architecture and stuff. Uh, so you get a lot of variation on the CPU, I mean, on the precision, right? Yeah. So there are packages out there, physics engines that do this deterministically, locally, but nowadays also some of them do this over a network, which is a huge deal. So you can expect physics-based games that are deterministic, which basically means that uh, whenever you shoot a bullet, it will look exactly the same on your computer server as well as the one that gets the bullet received, right? So one yeah. of the issues with Valorant nowadays uh, is that on your computer, you shoot a bullet, right? But because you have this ping, the bullet uh, on your computer says that, hey, I hit this character, right? But then it travels through the network to the server, and the server says that, yeah, this character actually moved 0.2 inches to your right, which makes your bullet miss. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't really uh, register the, the interaction between the bullet and the character. Yeah. And that's... You get this in FPS games, you get this in a lot of... Uh, is something that is core to the to nature. Yeah, yeah. But with this deterministic version of physics, you get it's a huge deal. Yeah, yeah. That is that is actually a huge deal because uh, um, latency, especially multiplayer games, are um, hard enough to develop as it is because of all 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 these different things, but. If you have to add non-deterministic physics to it, then it just makes it. Um, yeah. At least, it, you know, if the physics part is a very crucial part of the game, then it's it's gonna be um, very very frustrating for players. I know. I mean, because you mentioned Valorant, Valorant has this tendency of favorizing uh, players with high latency, um, which is a very frustrating thing for us players. I mean, it just becomes a thing where you. You don't want to play because it, it's so it's, it's so obvious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean it. It really is. Um, so um, you have to you have to kind of think carefully about about those uh, those things. Um, and, and even if you do, I mean, network is a tricky thing, right? Because yeah. you do have because you if it is something that you want to have in a high paced manner that requires and games require nowadays. Uh, especially in FPS shooters where you have this this tendency of uh, players where you high highly super efficient players playing against each other then you and because of latency you there are a lot of algorithms out there that basically calculate the the, the bullet that goes from point A to point B, right? And also a lot of uh, things depending on the, the character placement and the latency it takes into consideration as, okay, this character moved this quickly in this direction, uh, but it, he wasn't really here because of latency, then blah, 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 blah. You need to this character in this way, etc. There's a lot of that reckoning algorithms. There's a lot of... Uh, what is it called? Approximations of, of physics and where stuff should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, networks are always gonna be 
a problem just because of the nature of geography <laughs> how far you are from each other of course matters uh, and then just because the network infrastructure hasn't gotten equally far in the different parts of the world so in in some parts you you're sitting on the cutting edge while in other parts you're playing on grandma's router right so um or you have still adsl or whatever uh, there are many many factors uh, that that play in here and uh, um, even if you do have a great connection i mean just look at the big country uh, china right do you have these uh, huge firewalls that you're connected and there are a lot of like places where there are a lot of checkpoints of your traffic yeah, depending yeah. on where you're going if it's actually going through or not etc yeah uh, that's that's true i mean there are there are um of course um like you said deliberate attempts to do deep packet inspection where um, that that process will delay your your data even if you have a great connection um because like I usually like I usually say, I think that a lot of people, you know, just because um, there's a misconception uh, with with networking in general, where where you think that we refer to bandwidth as speed, right? It's like oh, yeah, you can do because it is a certain it is a type of speed, um, be, and and it's related to how much data can you shuffle per second. Um, yeah. So so that is a speed. But at the same time, it's being confused with uh, latency. So um, just to clarify, I mean, bandwidth and, and latency are two completely different things. Like you said, I mean, you can have great bandwidth, so you can shuffle a lot of data in, in a, a per second. Um, but be because your ISP or whatever is doing strange things or doing packet inspection or has these crazy firewalls, uh then they will delay your your data so you you'll you'll still get uh get a lot of a lot of latency um but yeah I mean, if, they, even if they don't do but you have this you have a connection between sweden and say japan the connection needs to go through a lot of hops right there are a yeah. lot of different places that it actually needs to go through and every place every node needs to check okay where are you supposed to land yeah so I mean the geographical we we that we is also never... some kind of physics. <laughs> this is yeah. distance, people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's 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 kind of uh, it's kind of like you you can never get from uh, away from the fact that uh, electricity travels at the speed of light, fiber optics travel at the speed of light of light, of course, and yeah, it will take time for for it to travel even unhindered. It will take milliseconds and milliseconds for it to travel um and then you have to do some processing along the way like you said and um yeah that's that's gonna not gonna not gonna help things so yeah you you'll always have that problem and i think that it's more obvious in in games that uh build on reaction times like fps games uh where reaction time is is very very important then then it's more obvious there other games are not uh as uh, vulnerable to to these types types of latency list, latency issues, so yeah. yeah. Um, and if the, even I mean, for the most part, physics over the network isn't really an issue because most of the time, uh, maths helps a lot. But yeah. also, physics is used for 
for things that are done locally on your computer. Basically saying they use it for some kind of effect. So it's not really something that is crucial to the game. Uh, for instance, if you have, say, Diablo or wherever, and you have four characters running around, one of them destroys the box, right? How that destruction is really in done in detail isn't really something that is important. Yeah. Because all you need to say to the other players is that, hey, uh, player A destroyed this box, destroy this box on your clients as well. Yeah. And then it just plays in the destruction mode. And if it, if it does uh, have a destruction physics thing going on, it doesn't really matter if I destroy my box uh, in a certain way and your box is destroyed with planks thrown in a different way because you would know the difference anyway. Yeah. It's not a crucial thing for, for, for the gameplay, right? It's still just a mechanic. It's, it's still just an instruction to the physics system, do this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, you have to kind of pick your, pick your battles. Uh, and to be honest, I mean, if you're if you're playing um, on on two different computers, you're not in the same room. You're you're uh, playing online. Uh, you won't even know that the box was destroyed in in uh, in a different way on your computer because exactly. it's it's just a, such a subtle thing that nobody yeah. would care about that unless you know you make it like <laughs> the box explodes on your computer and fills the entire screen <laughs> with stuff and then on on the other guy's computer it, it does nothing then it's obviously going to be something like if you and i were that playing i was in juice did you see that <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like that would be a super cool game having <laughs> two different things going on <laughs> so both of us are like adventurers right now i'm just thinking out loud right now we're both <laughs> adventurers we're both in this in this world like in diablo kind of a demonic uh, hybrid human thing uh where monsters are just running around right so in one way i throw a grenade on the monster and he's like what he's <laughs> like explodes something and there's a lot of camera shakes and stuff and in the other one is just eh. That's the only. That's the only sound that it makes, <laughs> and, the, and the character just throws down and dies because of a heart attack or something. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's what I mean. Unless unless the there's a drastic difference in experience, <laughs> that would be so cool. <laughs> yeah, because usually, I mean, if you're sitting in Discord playing with somebody and and this, they destroy a box and it explodes, it makes this massive explosion, and on their screen it just destroys like a normal box, then of course you're gonna say whoa what was that and the other player is gonna be something like well what what do you mean i i just destroyed the box but it exploded and then you can talk about it and um but that would yeah be real cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah subtle things that they are different between two versions of the same game <laughs> yeah I, I mean i i've been thinking about this uh thing where if you're two adventurers one might be playing a horror game without knowing it and the other one might play an rpg game without knowing it but they're playing together because things are happening in different ways. Like you, you, you hear scary so sounds way. and stuff following you, following you around, so while the other player is just running around and minding their own business. Uh, so in one, in one game, you have this, you have this small doll, right, following a like, "Hey, daddy, I like you, daddy. Come here, daddy, give me a hug." And then, and on the other one, you have these. 
what is it like a spy or something in, in, in a real suit with these <laughs> hey. or no, a drag that... queen or some kind of like really <laughs> something that is really different really different from the from the physics i mean the at visual least at least very, very different from what you see right it would exactly. be so so awesome yeah. Like uh, you're you're being followed by by something, and the game just spawns these crazy crazy the sounds <laughs> that the other that the other person is not hearing. So you just you just randomize what type of game you're playing together online. So one of one player is playing one type of game, and the other, and and then it could be. I mean, it could be a cool mechanic to have, and maybe you could. Um, um, combine the two so the other player kind of needs you have to describe for the other player what's going on so they can help you and they get different hints uh, that would be a cool game i would play that <laughs> but uh, um, so let's let's just just go back to to physics aspects of games right yeah yeah <laughs> um we we talked about something that uh, that we really haven't touched on previously and that is sound right sound themselves are also physics things yeah, and there are actually a lot of audio engines out there that make stuff uh, physically correct in terms of what you hear. Right? Uh, we talked about this in the first episode where you had the Unreal Engine, uh, this new audio feature that they came with the volumetrics and stuff. Yeah, uh, and I'm really looking forward to that part in terms of audio. Uh, the problem that I see with it is that our our TVs and our sound systems aren't really made for that kind of a game right now. Uh, but who knows? In in the future, our sound systems will be able to produce this volumetric thing. Although you do have surround systems, they they're still just the same. You, you, it's a it's the same audio signal with five different or seven different channels that go into different. Uh, Hardwares, right? Yeah, that are produced differently. That they produce slightly different uh, signals out. Yeah. Now, what I'm what I'm talking about is actually having something that produces a signal that makes you feel as if you were in that location from all angles, five or seven, five or seven angles. Yeah. Well, you know, like like you said, Unreal they made a big deal out of uh, out of this when they they launched uh, or a big deal. I mean, it was a part of their demo that they had been recording uh, sources and and could play uh let's say physically correct sounds depending on on the environment you were in. And like you're saying, I mean, if I'm looking at my TV, it's not really built for that. Um, most speakers in in TVs and even you know most headsets that that you buy um, are not really built to um, to play that type of sources. Um, I I think there will be a difference, but I I think there will that be in the future. But yeah, yeah, I think that on some devices it will be more annoying because they can't really replicate the thing the 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 source correctly. So it will just be more annoying than it, than it is given. Um, I think they thought of it. Uh, so they probably <laughs> have these transfer functions that transfer something from one dimensional signal into one signal. 
yeah maybe maybe they did maybe they did think about it it's uh, right now it's hard to say because unreal engine 5 is not out yet but um and and how that would play um but you know you have to um you have to realize that most people don't use high quality um audio equipment one because it's it's expensive uh and second they don't have any reason to do so Uh, they can find you know pretty good audio stuff online that for for good for some good money um and and there's there's no reason to have like i have uh studio uh, graded headphones but that's because i'm mixing the podcast and i want to have as high quality as possible for 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 our podcast but yeah. to be honest i mean most people will pl- probably listen to our podcast on their iPhones or on Android devices with with headphones that you know where they wouldn't hear the difference uh, if we lower the quality some but you know I don't want to do that so it, for me it matters um but you know that's that's how it is so um yeah I would say you could basically have um audio um hardware that could make this happen but it's very very expensive um and and i think that it's it's more expensive than people are willing to uh to pay um at least most of the people time will tell there's one thing that i want to touch on here before the time runs out and that's with the the physical aspects of the sound wave right because sound is a wave it has an, it has a velocity, it has frequency, it has force, and that force can actually be applied to stuff, right? Yeah, that's how microphones work, basically. Exactly. Talking to a microphone, that that force is basically transfer, transformed into electric signals, and that's what gets uh, gets recorded. So there are a lot of things that I want to I want to see games that make use of a microphone. In a cool way. I haven't seen that. I know that the PlayStation 4 controller has this microphone thing. Uh, this The Switch has a microphone. Yeah. The Xbox has a microphone in the controller. But I haven't really seen any real use of the games, uh, I mean, of the microphones, except for chats, right? Yeah. I want, I want to see... I know that there is... I think Zelda did it for one game. Where they had this, there was a puzzle where you had to blow into the microphone, mm-hmm. scare a character. I think it was, uh, which was really cool. I mean, imagine having a, a puzzle game where you had to say stuff into the microphone in a certain way instead of typing one three four seven on the screen to unlock a I don't know a code for something. You actually had to say it into a microphone like real sound real voice activation stuff uh in sci-fi kind of a fashion yeah that would yeah. be really cool to see yeah uh, i would really want to see physics used in that way where you have audio as something core game not only as a thing that you have in the background which is feedback uh stuff but real audio where you actually do stuff with the voice yeah i i agree um it was um the one of the coolest games i played 
um which is an old one um for uh the ps2 actually uh, is socom in socom you could give voice commands you had a squad of four people or your total four so you had this three other guys ai guys with you and there were actually voice commands that you can you could give them um and you uh when you bought the game you you got this socom headset uh which you plugged into uh i think it was into the into the ps2 in some way i can't really remember how but um and you could uh press a you could assign a button to press and then you could give commands to your squads and and that was pretty awesome i mean it would it it was saving you such such uh, amounts of time of course it was a more expensive game because you were getting this whole headset thing and, and all that but today everybody has i, I don't want to say everybody okay but most people do have a headset because they're playing online and chatting with with friends on discord or skype or whatever um so it's not a problem of not having the audio stuff uh, it could be it could be very cool to say like you said a puzzle game where you have to say stuff or a puzzle game where you have to whistle and then you have to follow the echo to to solve you know different riddles there are many many things that that yeah. you can do with sound basically uh that, and one uh, of the things that you you just said there whistling uh this is one of the ideas that i got from a child's uh what is it called child program uh Okay. It was basically a, a TV show, a children's TV show. Oh, yeah, okay. Was yeah. It was called the uh, the Santa's something, uh, which I watch with my small kids, right? Yeah. And one of the things that they had there was there were bubbles that were uh, Santa was inventing these new new toys with bubbles that couldn't burst unless you were whistling jingle bells. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now, imagine having that into a game, right? So you have these these enemies that are bubbles that you really can't uh, it's not up to you to destroy them. It's not really it's not really a game where you use swords or stuff, but you, it's more of a children's kind of a puzzle game where you you should see the exact note that you should whistle or something and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you burst that button, right? You can you can even see that being implemented into uh Dance Dance Revolution kind of games, right? Yeah, Where you, yeah. Instead of hop left and right, you can whistle in the right tone or sing star. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I mean, sing star is probably one of the the only games where I've seen sound being used in such an extensive way, and that's because it's a, it's yeah. a singing game. Uh, but it can definitely be... that That type of mechanic can definitely be ported to... Uh, different types of games like you have to whistle the correct tone to open a door in zelda or something you know there there are many many things that that can be done uh with this and it's it's actually building on the fact that most people do have access to a microphone if if it if it still were uh if it still was like in the ps2 games where online gaming wasn't that big and you didn't really have a reason to have a headset uh then yeah doing it the socom way of provi- actually providing a headset is a more expensive way and most people or most developers won't do that um but uh, now nowadays when everybody has access to the technology um there's no reason to to not to uh, yeah. 
And there might be games. I mean, we don't know because we don't know all the games in the world. There might there might be games out there that what? you don't. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> I do. <laughs> Every 375 billion 253,000. <laughs> I can go on. Point 0.3. No, but it's it's a thing where, you know, that's that's just um, that's just how it is. You don't you don't really know all the games, so maybe maybe some games have made type use of this and maybe they came to the conclusion that it's it's not something that people want to do or they they maybe don't want to play using sound or something but um yeah it certainly feels like a good idea uh, the more senses you involve in gameplay the more the immersion feeling uh is is gonna grow um because I mean, you're definitely ha you definitely have the playground for it to grow yeah now, it doesn't really there are some really weird physics-based games out there that are really like what is this and they do this intentionally. Many of them do this intentionally just to annoy you, which is kind of their thing. Uh, there is this, uh, what is it called? Uh, goat Simulator, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is a really weird game, but people like it, right? Uh, yeah. Because, because of its weirdness. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you can definitely have, uh, there is definitely room for immersion. Yeah. I mean, every game has has its audience, right? So yeah. even if you have a, a very hard game like for example singstar you would think that well you know launching a game like singstar would only appeal to people that can actually sing right because it builds or on the fact people. that or drunk exactly but that's <laughs> and and that's the actual thing with singstar it's a party game we, people get drunk uh they they get you know, uh, you get braver when you're when you're drunk. <laughs> so it's it's like it doesn't really matter if you make a, a fool of of yourself or not because everybody else is drunk and never nobody's gonna remember that anyway. So it it kind of builds on that premise, right? They 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 did make uh make that that game with with a certain um uh, thought in mind. So um yeah there is there is definitely room for 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 stuff uh there to uh to evolve in in the sound uh, sound department of games yeah and with that we should probably cut off the uh the feed right yeah i think we've passed the r mark and we can talk about this forever because the physics in games is really uh you asked the question in the beginning by the way should you use it in every game uh, yeah and my question my answer to that is no yeah definitely strive to uh have some kind of physics based uh stuff because it's more fun people are more people have a tendency to explore more if they have uh physics based world where they can act just think in terms of angry birds yeah there, there was no real there because people were the first thing that you do was just Meh. yeah oh, okay he flew this uh, this far yeah uh same thing in 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 vr games whatever you the first thing that you do in vr is you pick up something and you drop it or yeah throw it up and see what happens right yeah yeah that's basically what babies do whenever babies grow tiny steps <laughs> yeah yeah but <laughs> that's times. that's true yeah that's exactly uh, how it is they they really do like explore the world first before they interact with it and 
So my my answer to that question is, if you have if you have the ability to provide physics in your game, then you should definitely do it. If you could provide a playground for it, yeah, for people to explore uh, their own skills and their own patience. Uh, yeah, it's it's like with every other tool. Like we said, it has its purpose, and it it should be used with moderation where where applicable, basically. So yeah. Well, great. Then um, we can uh, we can end it with with this. And um, thank you, Josie, for the insight. Thank you very much. Thank you. Now, thank you to our listeners, by the way. Um, so, uh, I guess we can uh, we can end it there and say have a nice week and thank you for listening. Thank you, yeah. Juicy. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>